this chicken what I have or is this fish? What are you? An idiot sandwich. Idiot sandwich what? An idiot sandwich, Chef Ramsay. I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. How dare you? Congratulations, you're a meathead, son. But you know what? Don't ever put your hands on my underwear. This is the Where's the yeah, I mean, you really don't want to make friends around here, do you? I... I didn't come here for that. Hi, everyone! Welcome back to Snap Back to Reality, the podcast where we revisit the trash TV we grew up with and love to hate. I'm your host, Riley Ennis, and this is Episode 5. Thank you so much for joining me again. I hope everyone's had um, a good week. I know I say that every week. I don't know how else to start and transition. And I do hope that you all have um, wonderful weeks in the time that you're not listening to me talk to you. Um, my week was fine. My day was fine. I went out to lunch with some new friends today, so that was good. And I came home and I wrote my notes for the podcast, like I do pretty much every Sunday. I just scraped the shit out of my hand trying to leave my bedroom on like the door catch I don't know how to describe the little metal part that like catches the latch so that you close the door anyway I scraped my hand and it really hurts um and now it's going numb so that's fine the numbness is preferred but yeah that's not great but other than that I've had a good week I've had a good day um something that has happened since the last time I recorded I think this may have happened before I recorded but I wasn't paying attention but I've gotten my my first review so I would like to thank my friend Erica Um, I didn't know that she was the one who reviewed me um, until she brought it up as we were volunteering together on Saturday. So yeah, thank you so much, Erica. I really appreciate it. And if you listening to this podcast um, and you're not Erica and you haven't left me a review yet and you would like to, I would very much appreciate it. Um, So transitioning on segue (laughs) uh so this week we're going to talk about a show that i um i think it has you know a fairly significant cultural impact but i personally don't have any background with it i never watched the show growing up um i was definitely definitely aware of it but it just never held any interest for me so today we're talking about laguna beach um so yeah i remember when it was airing it was right around the time that i was starting middle school like late elementary school early middle school Um, I probably had, you know, people that I knew who watched it, but me and my friend group personally, we never really watched it or talked about it. So, um, yeah, it just never really interested me. And I kind of figured that like watching rich people having fun and doing things that I don't get to do would probably just make me mad. Um, and spoiler alert, it did. (laughs) So, um, well, let's, let's go through the background first before I get into my personal thoughts on the season. So Laguna Beach, it originally aired on MTV starting in September 2004 and then ended November 2006. Um, And so the first season is narrated by Lauren Conrad, or LC as she's known. Um, It's kind of like, you know, half the time they call her Lauren or maybe like three quarters of the time they call her Lauren and occasionally they call her Elsie. But because Elsie was easier for me to type in my notes just as I was taking them, I pretty much refer to her as Elsie exclusively just in the notes. So if as I go through and I read off just Elsie, 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 which again, like when you say it really fast like that, kind of just sounds like you're talking about like Elsie the cow, like, you know, E-L-S-I-E. Anyway, I just, I call her Elsie a lot in the notes, but she isn't really called Elsie all that much by her friends. So anyway, the first season is uh, narrated by Lauren. Um, Second season is Kristen Cavallari. um, And third season is like a whole new cast because everyone who was like involved in the first two seasons had already graduated at that point. Um, And the actual original concept of this show was supposed to document the students' lives at school as they were going throughout their senior year, 
But what happened was um, after the 2003 Super Bowl, like Janet Jackson, Nipplegate whole fiasco that happened, uh, the school net, um, the school board was con- concerned that the network, which I'm assuming is like Viacom, because um, the network also produced the halftime show as well as producing this MTV show, um, the school board was concerned that they wouldn't have enough care to operate in an academic setting, and they canceled their contract. So because of that, the series became much more focused on the students' social lives rather than like their academic life as they were going throughout school. There were some controversies associated with the show. Um, so naturally, as this kind of happened a lot for a lot of reality TV shows in the early 2000s, there was a lot of controversy just over the sexually explicit nature of it, the language that the kids used, um, because these are like, I think they're 18. Most of them are 18 at this point, like point of filming since they're second semester seniors. But they are, you know, young adults. There are some underage students. They do talk a lot about hooking up. I was honestly kind of surprised like how casually that was all talked about. Um, So it definitely does have some sexual content. So some parents kind of weren't happy with that. Um, The program originally was airing at 10 p.m. but of course they would have like replays that happened uh, just during the daytime hours. So kids who maybe Um, would be in bed when it originally aired actually would have a chance to watch it during the day Um, and apparently it didn't have the s and the l like language like the warnings for like sexually explicit nature and language um, like that comes up before the tv show so since it didn't have those little tags the parents weren't able to block it on the tv parental controls so that was some of like the minor controversy surrounding Laguna Beach Um, and then the other controversies mostly were just like having to do with the like town of Laguna Beach itself. Uh, some residents felt that it didn't portray the town in a positive light, that it focused too much on just like the party scene and the partying aspect as opposed to apparently Laguna Beach has like a lot of art galleries and it's kind of a cultural center. Um, I don't know how much of a cultural center it actually is because everyone in the show is very white. But they have art galleries, I guess, and the stuffy white people who live there just wanted them to focus on how it's like a nice, rich, clean, artistic area of the state as opposed to like a party scene. Um, But then some also felt that it really did help with like the tourism and just getting the name of Laguna Beach out there. There were obviously a lot of people that flocked there to, you know, get to see the town that they had watched on TV. Um, So I think one of the like city council members thought it was a positive light, like or Laguna Beach, the TV show reflected Laguna Beach, the actual place in a positive light. And he was a fan of the tourism dollars that it brought in. Whereas other people weren't so happy because uh, traffic was really bad because there were all these tourists who were trying to get a looky-loo at the the castmates. Um, And then as with pretty much every reality TV that exists, there's a controversy of it being scripted, which I think it's very obvious as you watch this show, like it's definitely scripted. Um, And then like Kristen Cavallari herself said that production exaggerated the love triangle that was the focus of season one, which makes sense. I mean, there wasn't a lot else going on in season one other than this whole love triangle aspect. So like what else would they have had to even make a show into? Um, uh, But Kristen did say that her dislike of Lauren Conrad was actually legitimate. It was just the whole, like, love triangle wasn't as serious as they made it seem. Um, And so after Laguna Beach, there were a couple of shows that were direct spinoffs. So, of course, everyone knows The Hills, which I think may have been considered more successful than Laguna Beach itself. I know The Hills had, like, five or I think six seasons, more more than five. I know more than five. Um, and Laguna Beach only had three, uh, 
so the hills was the one spinoff apparently they did do another um laguna beach style show immediately after the third season called newport harbor they both had the same tagline of being like it's laguna beach the real orange county so newport harbor had the same one as newport harbor the real orange county um and it was basically just treated as kind of like the fourth season of laguna beach um like the excitement and passion i guess of the fans was kind of dying down for the show laguna beach at that point so they kind of just revamped it and renamed it and moved it you know up or down the coast I don't know, a couple miles into this other town. Um, But it didn't do very well, and it was canceled after 12 episodes. So that kind of ended the Laguna Beach franchise, other than The Hills, which, you know, obviously went on to be really popular, and that had its own spinoffs coming from that show. Um, So I'll just give, uh, I guess, just like a quick touch base on all of the, like, individual characters, um, the main characters, I guess. So Lauren Conrad... Just kind of my thoughts on each person. Um, She's the main character. I think she's bland. Like, she's really boring, and she's just not spicy in any way whatsoever. She's whatever. She's she's not offensive, I guess, for the most part, but she's whatever. Uh, Lo Bosworth. Um, Lo's real name is also Lauren, but she's mostly just known as Lo. Uh, She's Elsie's best friend. Um, I think she's cute. She's kind of perky and kind of fun but she says some things that are kind of problematic um she definitely says the r word which i don't say uh in one episode she calls one of her friends you know the r word which is uh, i mean i know people did it in 2004 i definitely definitely did it in 2004 so i can't really like judge her retroactively i'm sure she doesn't say it now but it was i don't know it's like listening in uh the first episode in survivor when i was like listening to rudy talk about what a queer rich was all the time it was just like shocking to my like 2019 ear um so the next person is Stephen Coletti and he's kind of like the center of the love triangle that's the focus of season one um the first episode I was like I don't see why these all these girls are attracted to him I thought he looked really goofy it was mostly just his hair was super goofy in the first episode but yeah he's fine I mean he's not unattractive but he's not like the hottest guy in Laguna Beach maybe he is I don't know um, I don't think he's worth all the fuss. Uh, also, he plays these two girls the entire season. Like, he's, you know, kind of semi-dating Kristen, but then will go and hook up with Lauren and said that Lauren would make a better girlfriend, but that he has more fun with Kristen. And he's just, you know, a jerk <laughs> the whole time, kind of, but everyone just treats him like he's a great guy, so whatever. I He's kind of annoying. Um, the next person is Trey Phillips. He's fine. He's kind of... Um, I don't know, like the eccentric one of the friend group. Uh, He always has this belt wrapped around his upper arm and he wears a bunch of trucker hats that have like a lot of embellishment on them. He has a very distinct sense of style, um, which we'll actually touch on, actually. There's something interesting that happens with that. Um, He also, like, is a whole point of the first season is that he founded this group called Active Young Americans, which is just so ridiculous because everything every time they talk about it it's just a whole bunch of like buzzwords and self-congratulatory dick sucking about how they're like they wanted to start a group that like the aim is to show that young people in America can be empowered to do great things but like the group isn't actually doing anything like the two things that happened this season with the AYA group is they have an open mic night where it's just like a bunch of white people playing songs and 
I don't know, singing. And then they have a fashion show where they model horrible graphic tees and horrible trucker hats. And, like, that's it. That's all they do. They don't, like, ever show them going out and doing, like, community service or, like, any kind of, like, awareness meetings for any, like, causes. So I just think it's really silly because they treat him like, oh, he's, like, doing something for the community. But he's just making a group for the sake of making it. Whatever. He's fine, though. He's He seems like a nice guy. Um, the other main characters are Christina Schuler. She's, like, she kind of makes me uncomfortable. Like, she has this, like, smile that always seems really fake or, like, I don't know. I don't, she just, like, gives me kind of the heebie-jeebies. Um, also, she's, like, a, the preacher's daughter of this super mega church called the Crystal Cathedral, which just sounds like it's a cult. <laughs> um, so maybe I'm just, like, judging her there. But I don't know. Um, the other, like, Christina's kind of best friend within the friend group is Morgan. Um, also kind of annoying. Uh, this, isn't, this isn't me trying to judge her. Um, this is just me making an observation. I'm not trying to say if this is a good thing or a bad thing. But I think it's pretty obvious in watching this season that Morgan has poor self-confidence. And I hope that she's feeling better about herself these days. Um, there's this whole thing also that she, like, there's an entire episode, or not an entire episode, no one gets an entire episode just, like, dedicated to one thing. It's always a bunch of things that happen. But there's this, like, an entire scene in one of the episodes where she, like, opens her letter from the one and only school she applied to, BYU, and she's like, oh, I don't know, like, is it gonna be an acceptance or a rejection? And it's, like, very obvious that it's a rejection because everyone knows, I I think everyone knows, that acceptance letters, like, come in a packet with a bunch of, like, welcoming information and, like, onboarding and, like, oh, here's how you sign up for orientation. But it was just, like, a single, like, legal document-sized letter that was just, like, we've received a lot of qualified applicants and we thank you so much for your interest. But you didn't get in. Um, so anyway, that's all to say she doesn't get into BYU in that one episode and said it was the only school she applied to. But then at the end of the season, it shows her like going away to school or I don't know. It's weird. Um, she's possibly Mormon because she wants to go to BYU, but it's never addressed. And like another thing is when um, she has that whole conversation. It's like her and Christina sitting on the beach opening her rejection letter. And she's talking about how she like can't wait to get out of Laguna Beach and how she's even if she doesn't get in, she's going to move to, I don't know where BYU is. I think it's in Salt Lake City. I know it's it's in Utah, right? Anyway, she's going to, like, move to the town where BYU is and just, like, live there because, like, that's her type of culture that she wants to be around. And I just thought that was really weird because I don't really know what the town – I mean, I know what a college town is like. The college that I went to, University of Florida, was kind of a big party school. So I – it's – more similar I guess to what Laguna Beach is than what BYU is but she says that like she wants to get there and be around people who share her values and she's not into the whole party scene um and that's like why her and Christina are friends because they're like religious and they're both virgins or whatever uh it's just strange but then later on she talks about how much she loves Laguna Beach and how she like wants to raise her family there and she's also at every single party her friends throw so she obviously doesn't have that big of a problem with it I didn't realize that Morgan was going to trigger me so much. I, like, just talked about her for, like, five minutes. <laughs> anyway, on to the next person. Um, so Kristen Cavallari is another kind of main cast member, um, and she's, like, the other girl who's pitted against Lauren in the love triangle. Uh, she's one of the two juniors that's featured in the main cast. Um, she's been dating Steven on and off for a while. 
Uh, she doesn't like LC. Um, she's honestly not so bad. Like, she was definitely tr- made out to be, like, the bitch of the season. That's something that she talked about, you know, after um, that it was over. Like, she mentioned how she didn't like LC, but the love triangle was exaggerated and how she felt like she had been made out to be the bitch. She really isn't that bad. Like, she's more interesting than Lauren. Maybe a little bit sassier, but she's, I don't know. She's fine. And then the last guy is Talon Torriero. I can't pronounce his last name. And he's just like another junior who's friends with the group. But he doesn't, I don't know, he's bland. He doesn't really have like any shining moments that come to my mind. Um, there are some also some side cast members I just want to just like give a nod to. Um, so everyone that I just read out are the people who are like featured in the main theme like as it plays and their like faces and names come up. But there are a couple of other people who show up a few times um, that aren't featured. So Dieter is like a close friend of the friend group. Honestly, it would have made more sense, I think, for Dieter to be in the main cast as opposed to Talon. I don't think Talon like contributes that much. Um, he's fine. He kind of seems like a goober. Um, he has a girlfriend, Jessica, and Jessica seems to be friends with uh, Kristen. She's cool, too. Um, there's this other guy, Sam, who Kristen, like, flirts with in a couple of episodes. And, like, she goes to, like, look at new cars with Sam and, like, her friend. Um, and then there's this guy, Polster. His That's his last name. I looked him up. His real name is Lauren, like, or his full name, I guess, is Lauren Polster. Um, and so everyone gets, like, these little, I guess, just, like, descriptors as they like show them on screen so it'll be like you know Morgan S is Kristen's friend not to be confused with Morgan Olsen who's like one of the main cast members um so Polston Polston Polster always gets described as an enthusiast of some sort so like in the first episode they're throwing this party and it's like Polster party enthusiast and then like you know three episodes later they're putting on their stupid AYA fashion show and it's like Polster fashion enthusiast so I don't know he's just funny I wanted to point him out um so yeah I watched the whole season and I gotta say I found it pretty fucking boring uh it was you know it wasn't I mean I know that it's reality tv so it doesn't it shouldn't really have like a narrative structure but it's like they kind of half tried to give them like it's like the story editors of this season kind of like half attempted to make there be some sort of like overarching kind of flow and then otherwise they just kind of let it go so they focus a lot on the story of the love triangle which I think again like it's very I think it's kind of obvious that it gets blown out of proportion because Steven really just spends most of his time with like Kristen and then when him and Kristen get into a fight he like goes to Lauren because she makes him feel better And I think that this whole thing could have been avoided. Lauren, they just have poor boundaries. Like, Lauren just has poor boundaries with him. I think, I mean, I don't want to say that it's her fault, necessarily, that her and Steven are hooking up when him and Kristen are off. Um, Because, you know, Steven is, you know, he's making his own choice to, like, neglect his current relationship and go hook up with a girl that he knows has feelings for him but I also think that there is some responsibility that Lauren could have taken like for the fact that Kristen doesn't like her I think it's pretty legitimate like Lauren could say hey I know that you and Kristen are like doing a thing and like are in some sort of relationship and I just don't feel really comfortable with like hooking up with you until I know that you're single maybe she does maybe she doesn't care and that's fine too if you don't care about that but then like don't get upset when you see them together or when Kristen doesn't like you because I think that's a natural reaction (laughs) um 
so anyway, I didn't, I didn't love this whole season. I don't, I hate, okay. I hate love triangles like as a plot device in general. Like I've always just been uncomfortable with love triangles. I don't know why that is. I think maybe it's because like I really bought into the narrative of like true love as a kid growing up. Like I really loved like oh true love comes and they find one another and then like they never have to leave and like that's the per perfect relationship for the rest of their lives which I now realize is like a very very flawed worldview and I'm like working through that. Um, but that's I think why I always hated love triangles because it disturbed that that concept for me of true love because it was always like they found the true love and then someone else came into the picture and made things complicated so I never really liked love triangles in general um this one was more just like tiresome than like actually like irritating it was just like okay this again um so this this episode or this season was kind of boring but I wanted to pick an episode where I could just like talk about stuff and just kind of like riff for a while and also one where I could talk shit because I want to talk shit on these kids. <laughs> um, so I just I ended up choosing the prom episode just kind of so I could reminisce on my own like high school experiences and talk about like my prom stuff and if anyone wants to like send me a message or like post on my Instagram or like send me a DM or, DM or something like you can tell me about your prom and like your high school life because I think that's kind of fun like once you're long enough out of high school that it's no longer traumatic and I think I'm like finally at that point. Um, so I, like I mentioned, I'll just like choose this episode and I want to talk shit, but like as I remember stuff from throughout the season, I kind of want to bring that in and also like talk shit there too. Like I did with the AYA fashion show and stuff. So, uh, season one, episode seven is called The Last Dance. Um, and it starts out, like every episode starts out with this like black screen that has this kind of disclaimer and it's like, this show has been shot over six months in Laguna Beach, California. The people, locations, drama are all real. It's like, no, it's not. I mean, the people and locations, yes, but the drama is very fabricated. Um, and then you always get, like, they always have the previously on Laguna Beach. I just want to point out that the, the song 100 Years, like the, you know, piano, like, da, 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 da. Like, that's the instrumental, like, backing music. Um, all of the music in this show was just wonderful. It really took me back. Like, that's really... The core time when I was like listening to popular music on the radio was late elementary school and middle school. Um, after that, I kind of, you know, I started, once I got an iPod, basically, I started like listening to my own music that I could like download and stuff. But yeah, like this was the time when I would wake up early on like the weekends and I would watch the entire like VH1 countdown of however many music videos they would have. And like every Sunday I would listen to the weekly top 40 and like hear all the popular songs. So um everything that was played on like this you know all of these old MTV shows just like really take me back and I always know exactly what song it is so I want to like point those out so yeah like they always have the 100 years like instrumental as their previously on backing track and I like that um so the last episode they went to a Blink-182 concert whatever they had the stupid fashion show um like I mentioned it was all a bunch of trucker hats and ugly graphic tees um and then, like, even though it was the previously on, they begin to talk about what's going to happen in this episode. So Lauren establishes that she's going to go to prom with this guy, David, who, like, never gets any screen time. Like, like they don't talk about him whatsoever, really. I don't know if he just, like, didn't want to be on camera. Um, they even bleep out his last name at one point. Um, but, yeah, she mentions that they made a pact four years ago so that she could avoid waiting for someone to ask her to prom. Um, and then like a bunch of the scenes that they show on this previously on are just things that are going to happen later on this episode. Like they show a bunch of like the promposals that happen 
So it's like, okay, well, that's spoilers. Um, and then they, there's always like one like bumper scene, I think they're called, like the scene before the theme song happens. Um, and so it's like, uh, they're in the store. It's called Muse. It's labeled as Morgan's workplace. And Morgan and Kristen are there talking about prom, I guess shopping for prom dresses or whatever. Um, and then like Morgan says this thing about like how, oh, well, you know how like for some people they're like, it's my senior prom. Like it doesn't matter if I'm going to get asked or not. I'm just going to go. That's not me. <laughs> and she like says, oh, yeah, I'm just going to be at home with like Ben and Jerry. And then she like laughs really quick and she's like, ah, just kidding. And then she's like, oh, OK. Um, that's like one of the things that made me think that she has low self-esteem. I just want to point it out. So that was like that scene that happens. And then the theme song, which I didn't realize because I didn't watch Laguna Beach. It's my main bitch, Hillary motherfucking Duff. And it's come clean, let the rain fall down, and wake my dreams. Let it wash away my sanity. I'm not going to sing the entire song, but it was, yeah, it was great. I really appreciated listening to Hilary Duff every single time. Um, and then after the theme song, you get a title screen. So like I mentioned, this episode is called The Last Dance. And so in the next scene, um, it's Lo and Lauren, and they're walking into a store to go prom dress shopping. Um, I actually found this other blog that had recaps of Laguna Beach. It's, like, from 2013, so many years after the show ended, but, like, also many years ago as well. And um, according to that recap, the, epi- uh, the outfits that they're wearing in this episode, episode 7, when they're going to go ostensibly look at prom dresses, is the same as the ones that they're wearing in episode 4 when they go to Sephora. Um, I didn't catch that myself, so shout out to whoever. Um, let me check what it was called so I can give her props. It was livingly.com, and the person's name was Caitlin, ooh, Petrisic? Ooh, I'm sorry. That's a foreign last name that I can't pronounce. Um, so, yeah, thanks, Caitlin, for doing my job for me. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, they just are shopping it's a lot of these scenes are like really kind of boring so I kind of want to just like riff on my own stuff a little bit more this episode instead of being like very strictly scene by scene like line by line none of the dialogue is that snappy or interesting to like give it to you except for one there's one line that's really funny in this entire episode um so yeah they just kind of talk about who they're going to go to prom with and that Lo doesn't really care um even if she doesn't get asked to prom like she would prefer to go with someone but like she doesn't care and she'll go to prom anyway and so I just kind of like want to say like that's that's how you can tell that Lowe has high self-esteem and Morgan has low self-esteem and that's not a judgment call that's just an observation um oh and one other thing that happens that's like weird in this scene is at one point like Lauren holds up this dress and she's like oh is this cute and Lowe's like don't you already have that and she's like well not in yellow and she's like I have it in light blue dark blue black green and orange why would you buy the same dress six times I mean, I guess she's she's rich. I know she's rich. Like, it's very obvious in the first episode when they're, like, they go to her house that they're building. Like, it's a newly built house. And it just makes me so mad. It's so nice. And sometimes people go over to, like, my house that, like, my dad owns. It's not my house house. It's, like, my father's home that he purchased. And they're like, what the fuck? Your house is so nice. And I'm like, it's fine. Like, it's a nice house, okay? I won't lie. It is a pretty nice house. But, like, this is a fucking mansion that Lauren lives in. And it has a pool, an in-ground pool, and, like, a separate in-ground jacuzzi. Oh, So I guess that's why she can afford six colorways of the same damn dress. But I think it's dumb. Um, there's like another scene where, um, Kristen and her best friend, Alex, who I don't think we've seen like before in this entire show, but who's apparently her best friend are driving. Um, and they're talking about whether Kristen should go with Steven or Sam. And Sam, like I mentioned, was like this guy that she had a crush on and she like hung out with a couple of times. They like made out 
at spring break in Cabo. Oh, that's another thing I wanted to bring up that I just like was, I considered recapping the Cabo episode just because this happened and I wanted to like really talk shit on Steven. But when they're in Cabo for spring break, they are like having this whole off again, on again, like their relationship wasn't really fully established at that point, Steven and Kristen. And everyone's kind of talking about like, it's spring break, it's Cabo, like everyone, you know, what happens in Cabo stays in Cabo. Also, sidebar to this, these fucking rich kids go to Cabo for their high school spring break. I went to, like, the world of Coke in Atlanta. And also, that's, like, a two-hour drive, So just so everyone knows. Like, that's not that exciting. Like, I didn't fly to Atlanta or anything. We just, like, drew, drove to, like, the closest large city and did, like, the most interesting thing we could think of there. Um, anyway, so she is with... Sam like dancing and making out or whatever just like hanging out at like the bar that all of the teens are at in Cabo and Steven gets all like salty and fired up about it and he literally starts like screaming like slut shaming her like in the entire bar with a bunch of people surrounding him he's going up to her and screaming like slut slut like from across the like room he's screaming at her he's going up into her face and getting up in her face and like it just like makes me really upset there's nothing that I saw that like really discussed 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 like discussed discussion but it disgusts like disgusts me (laughs) sorry I don't know wordplay yeah and it's just like really fucking gross so it just makes me mad that like Steven and Kristen were still hanging out that whole time like this whole season after that happened like as soon as someone treats you like that and calls you a slut because you're like 17 and having fun in a bar where everyone else is also like drunk and making out and dancing it just really upset me um so I think that she should go with to go to the prom with Sam but she basically says that I mean she says whoever asks her first is who she'll end up going with but it's gonna be Steven like everyone knows it's gonna be Steven Um, And then, like, their whole friend group, so it's, like, Morgan S., who's just, like, a throwaway character who shows up a couple of times. Um, Gary, who, again, like, is never really mentioned after this. Uh, Talon, and then the girl Alex, who they were with, they're all at... It says says Morgan's house, but the only person there is the person Morgan S., so I assume that it's Morgan S.'s house. Um, I guess Kristen has a stalker. So apparently someone uh, left this secret admirer's note at her house um, and she's like just really creeped out by it. It's like has all these misspellings and stuff and it's like, oh, I've noticed you and I hope you've noticed me. I have something to ask you. And she's just like, they know where I live now. I don't like this. Um, And she says that like, oh, her friends are like, oh, well, what if it's Steven? She's like, no, I asked Steven. He was like, what the fuck? So whatever, it's dumb. Um, And then it like cuts over to Steven and Dieter And they're talking about, I guess, just, like, the note that Kristen got. And so, I guess, I'll go ahead and just spoil it for you. It was from Steven. Like, that's part of his whole, like, promposal. You know what I mean when I say promposal? I hope you know. It's like when you ask someone to prom, it's really stupid. And I will definitely discuss that when we get to it. Um, But it was, like, his idea for his promposal. But the first time I watched it, it wasn't obvious. It was just, like, it could have just been them talking about the fact that she received it. So pretty good on the editing. Like, I wasn't entirely sure if it was him or not at the very, like, from the jump. Um, And so then they're kind of discussing how Dieter is going to ask his girlfriend. And he says that he got this sign. So then it just, like, kind of automatically cuts to the scene of Dieter asking his girlfriend to prom. Um, and he's like trying to hang up this big sign. It's like a vinyl plastic, like, you know, signage that you can order from some company to like custom make. And he's like trying to hang it up at this like picnic shelter. 
and he like it keeps falling down on him and it's pretty funny um so he has to call trey to like come help him um and at that point i do notice the old school flip phone yeah there were like a ton of old flip phones that were like motorola razors and lg chocolates and shit i don't know the exact brands i'm hoping that they were chocolates and razors um so that was fun uh and then like him and Trey struggle with the sign and it doesn't happen and then he like goes to a limo driver and like gives him instructions on how to pick up the like where to pick the girlfriend up and like takes the girlfriend up a hill and oh it's it's this she sees the sign that says oh Jess will you go to prom with me actually it just says Jess comma prom question mark um so like this is the scene where it just kind of goes through and shows all of the different like prom proposals that all of the kids do um whatever Jess says yes the only other thing I notice in this scene is that Trey's collar is so popped it's like standing so upright it almost looks like one of those like Dracula hoods um and then it cuts over after Dieter and Jess do their promposal um Morgan's in her house Morgan like our main cast member Morgan not this random Morgan S girl Um, And so it just, like, shows her walking into her bedroom, and there's, like, puffy paint on her mirror, and it says, like, of all the fish in the sea, will you go to prom with me, Gary? So I'm, then I think, like, were, like, earlier when they showed that group of people talking about Kristen Stalker, that Gary was there, were they actually at Morgan's, like, Morgan Olsen's house to, like, help him do his promposal? Because that would make sense, because it didn't say Morgan S.'s house, it just said Morgan's house. But it's also weird because they were all just like hanging out on the porch just like sitting around and shooting the shit and that would be weird if you like went over to someone's house for a specific task and then just like hung out without them at their own home. So if anyone knows the answer to this please let me know. This is my greatest mystery that I had while watching Laguna Beach because otherwise it's pretty a pretty dull show. But if anyone knows of like any AMAs or like interviews with someone who like did production on Laguna Beach who has like any interesting background any information or like hot tea to spill point me in that direction because I would like to know if there was like back like behind the scenes drama um so anyway back to Morgan's promposal whatever uh so she has that that saying written on her mirror and then there's a kiddie pool with like I don't know like seven to ten live goldfish that are in it and it's sitting on her floor and again this like thing this established thing that's in reality tv that I didn't realize was like such a thing but it's been in like three out of five episodes of just gifting someone a living animal non-consensually just like giving them an animal like what happened to those fish they probably just die like that makes me really sad so it's stupid and then like her entire family like comes into the room as she's you know looking at this and she's like oh my god it's so cute she calls Gary she's like oh my god Gary yes of course I'll go to prom with you I am stoked she has like a kind of an annoying voice um and her dad's like oh this is more impressive than when I propose and her mom's like yeah true so that was uh, kind of sad because it wasn't that impressive um, and then, like, the other promposal that they show is Trey, I guess. It's, like, his backyard, and it shows him, like, leading this girl in through a gate. Um, her name is Jessica, and the only label she gets is Trey's prom date, so I guess she's going to say yes to his promposal. Um, but his is actually, like, really cute and, like, kind of romantic, um, and it's, like, candles that are, like, set up, and they, like, they're lit, and they spell out prom, and there's, like, rose petals, and, you know, she's like, oh, yeah, of course I'll go, and they kiss, and it's cute. Um, and his is the best. Although I have always wanted to ride in the limo and I never have, so Dieter's comes in second. Now, I want to talk about promposals as a concept in general. Who got, like, who actually got one? 
And was this really a thing in 2004, like in Laguna Beach time when they were doing this? So I was in high school. I was, my proms, my junior and senior proms would have been 2010 and then 2011. And I feel like that was just like at the start of when like promposals were like a thing, like the elaborate kind of promposals. I think that people, you know, for a while had made like signs and stuff that said like, will you go to prom with me and like held them up at the end of the hallway but the really like elaborate shit that's like all planned out and stuff I feel like was I feel like it was like the classes immediately after mine that I started hearing about people doing like really crazy shit with it I thought it was I don't know I always thought it was so dumb like even when I was like living it like going to prom as a high schooler I know that there was this one kid in my school who I heard a rumor who he like booked a fucking private helicopter ride and took his girlfriend up and like they flew over this parking lot where he had spelled out the word prom. And it was always like, it's never, will you go to prom with me? The entire promposal always just says prom? Like question mark, just like prom? <laughs> um, so yeah, she, she went to prom with him. I, I, so my senior year of prom, I went with my boyfriend who is now my husband. Like we've been together that long. Um, and like we were dating and I was just like, he was out of, he was already graduated from high school and I was a senior. So I was just like, you're going to prom with me it's $45 for your ticket or whatever. Here's the color of my dress. Like find a tuxedo that has like matching accents. And that was it. Like it was just assumed that he was going to go. Like I certainly wasn't going to wait for him to ask me to my own prom. And then junior year. And again, like junior year, I feel like was really before the prom proposals were like big. I feel like senior year might've been when like people started to do them. Like the helicopter thing would have been senior year. Junior year, I literally just got a bunch of people to peer pressure this guy who was my friend into going with prom, like going to prom with me because he wasn't going to go to prom. I wanted to go to prom. I wanted to go to prom just like with a date. And so I literally just in every single class, I made sure I had someone who pressured him into asking me to prom or like not even asking me, just like going to prom with me. And I would like text him every day and be like, Vernon, go to prom with me. Vernon, go to prom with me. Vernon, go to prom with me. And he went to prom with me. But plot twist we actually started dating after he agreed to go to prom with me but before prom happened like we'd started dating we only dated for like I don't know two months maybe so we broke up like very shortly after prom but I was like see aren't you glad that I made you go to prom with me because now I would be your girlfriend but I would have a different prom date so sex suck um so that's those are like my prom experiences like it was very casual just like this is what's happening this is like what's expected of us if you personally have like an interesting like prom promposal or like fun prom experience in general let me know like send me an email or something um and so then that was kind of like all three of those promposals were basically like one scene like there was the same background track playing underneath all of them it just like you know it just side kind of swiped into the next like transition which is like a swipe so then we get some like out of context like beach aerial beach shot so now we know it's like a whole new scene like it's a whole new day um, and so what happens is, like I said, Steven is the stalker. So I'm not going to even try to play this as if it's like a secret right now for you listening. But basically you see some guy dropping like white roses on the path that like leads up to Kristen's house. And like he leaves a bouquet at the door and then like Kristen gets out of the car and she's like walking up the path. And then she like starts to um, take the uh, like the roses off the ground. And she's like walking up. So like the shots of her walking up her path are interspersed with just shots of a naked boy torso. Just like you see the nips, you see the belly button, and it just says like written on the naked boy torso, it says prom, please, like prom. And then like further down on the belly, it's like dot, 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 please, uh, question mark. 
Um, and so she comes inside and she's like, what's going on? She like calls her friend. She's like, Alex, do you know what's happening? And then like you see just this person because they like are shooting it. So like his head's out of the frame, like coming in from like the backyard door and like walking naked through, not naked, like he has his, you know, his pants on, but like his shirt's off and he's just like walking through her house. You do see like a butt crack blur. Like they like blurred out his butt crack where his pants were falling down. It's kind of funny. Um, and then like Steven just like comes into the room with Kristen and like accosts her and just like hugs her into like a bear hug. Um, and she's like, oh my God, I you fooled me. I didn't know it was you. So yeah, I guess his fun promposal is to make her think that she has a creepy stalker. Yeah, that's really cute. What a cute idea, Steven. Whatever. <laughs> um, so the like main group of girls, like the four, Elsie, uh, Lowe, Christina, and Morgan. I had to think about Christine and Morgan for a second um they're all shopping and she's like shows them shopping again like the only thing these people do in this entire season they're either like shopping or they're getting pedicures so they shop Christina asks if like Lauren and Steven are still hooking up at all I think it's like obnoxious because she like thinks she's I don't know I, I might be projecting a lot onto Christina maybe she's not that bad but I feel like she thinks that she's better than Lauren and Lo because there was like this whole thing like earlier on where um she has like an 18th birthday and like they don't invite Lauren and Lo and it's like kind of awkward and whatever it's dumb but she like sidles up to her and like it has that like weird smile on her face that like shitty thing grin and she's like so what's going on with you and Steven like are you still hooking up at all like don't be nosy um and it's just dumb they talk about like Steven and she's like oh well um you know whenever me and Kristen are in the same place I can kind of tell that Steven's trying not to hurt us like she he doesn't want to hurt either of our feelings and again, I just feel like, I feel like she's being delusional about like her and Steven's relationship. I think she has feelings for him, but she should be realistic and realize that like him and Kristen have like kind of been a thing for a while now. And yeah, I mean, it doesn't really help that Steven is like playing like her and Kristen like against each other. And he's just like, you know, we'll kind of hook up with whoever, or, like come to whoever, depending on how he feels or if he's like upset at one girl or the other. But it's just like it's dumb it's so dumb and I think Lauren is like not I feel like she's smarter than this like she should know better than to just like hang out with this guy or like make out with this guy I mean I guess they have like a history of friendship but he's just like not being he's not being a good friend to her he's using her and I don't know what she's getting out of it so whatever and then they ask like well why don't you like Kristen um, and she says that it, she thinks that Kristen's fake nice, which I think is so funny because I don't think Kristen has ever like faked anything. Like when she doesn't like something, she makes it like very apparent. Um, so then it just like swipes and it like reveals Kristen um, and her, I think it's Alex talking about like how Kristen hates Elsie and why she likes her. Um, and she's like, oh, she's a brat. And I never really liked her at all. But like having her and Steven start hooking up like when he wasn't with me made her not like her more. And I think she's fake and she can't carry on a conversation. And I kind of agree with all of those points, actually. Like I mentioned, I think that Lauren is really dull. I think she's really boring. Um, and I don't think she's, like, that great of a person. <laughs> so I can kind of see Kristen's side there. But then they do ask. They, they are like, oh, well, who's she even taking the prom? And they're like, David so-and-so. They bleep out his last name. And then they, like, laugh at that, which is just mean. Like, I don't know who this David guy is. I guess he's not very popular, but... That was mean that they laughed at the idea that that's who is going to prom with Lauren. 
Um, and then it, like, swipes back to reveal, like, the four, again, like, Elsie, Lo, Morgan, and Christina. And they're, like, at the petty spa. Um, and so, like, yeah, it's, like, the only thing they do is, like, Kristen and Alex are over there getting their nails done at one place. And then, like, swipes in the next scene. And the other girls are getting their toes done at a different place. And, yeah, they just hang out. It's nothing important. I have, like, I can't not take so thorough notes. I'm, like, really bad about this. It's, like, I, I even, like, when I was in school and stuff, I could, I would, like, highlight everything because I can't pick out, like, what's important information to share and what's not. So I wrote basically, like, even though this is, I didn't write, like, a line by line, which, like, I kind of do that. Even sometimes when I take notes, I'll, like, write everyone's dialogue. I didn't do this because everyone is boring. But I did take, like, super thorough notes on, like, exactly what's happening in each scene. And I feel like I, no one cares. Like, these people are just hanging out. They're teenage girls. They're just doing their thing. So whatever. I'm going to skip it. They hang out. It's done. It shows a shot at Trey's house. There's nothing important there. It's established that Stephen and Kristen get a hotel, and they're going to go to the hotel after prom. I don't think that's a big deal. Whatever. And But at one point, Stephen does, like, he takes his flip phone out, and he, like, opens it, like, with his chin to call Kristen. And that I, I did notice that because that's definitely something that I did. I feel like, you know, we opened our, like, our flip phones with, like, the lower halves of our faces. So if you did that, let me know. So then it, like, shows it's prom day, and so it's just, like, a bunch of different scenes, like, of kind of just pairings, I guess, like, pairings of people getting ready. So Elsie and Laura – Elsie and Lo are at Lo's house and there's like a stylist who comes to Lo's house to style Lauren's hair but like all she does is curl like put her hair in like a curled ponytail and add like a fake it might be real but it looks fake like a daisy like accessory just like in her ponytail. Trey and Steven are getting ready they kind of talk about like his relationship with uh Lauren and he's like yeah we're, we're like we're friends we're in a good place with our friendship whatever. Morgan and Christina are getting ready as well. Um, and then I guess Kristen was like getting ready alone at her house or maybe she was getting ready with her friend Alex but like Alex is like a, a throwaway nothing character so she didn't she didn't get like any kind of highlight in this but it's like showing her like leaving her house and the one like the best line of dialogue in this entire entire episode her dad like sees her and he's like oh yeah it looks good heavy on makeup light on the dress and he like basically says you're dressed like a slut but you know whatever be a slut do whatever you want. And then, like, her response to that is, like, well, it's not nearly as bad as what I wore for winter formal. And he was, like, yeah, that was pretty bad. Um, But he, like, doesn't say, like, go change or, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, he respects his daughter's autonomy and her right to do what she wants with her body, which I do appreciate. And I think that's pretty healthy. Um, It just was kind of funny that he does call that out. (laughs) And then it shows, like, Elsie and Lo. They get into their fucking very 2000, the woman of 2004 going to prom. Um, a white Hummer stretch limo Um, and then they like just go and they kind of like pick up everyone else they all go to prom together Um, one thing that does happen is they go over to uh, I guess that was I think it was Christina's house maybe it was Morgan's house Um, but like Morgan Christina and then Kristen is there as well and Lo points out that Morgan and hers dress have the same pattern on it they're like completely different colors they're different cuts but they're the same pattern it's just kind of like a polka dot or like leopard print and uh, Lowe's is light blue and Morgan's is red. So she's like, and then like, she's like, oh, we have the same dress. Look, it's the same pattern. Like she says that like to Morgan's face. And then like it shows her in the limo before Morgan gets in. And she's just like, Morgan has my dress. It's the same pattern. She's a whore. And it was just funny. It was just like one of those other kind of problematic things that Lowe said. But Lo has like a really cute voice and kind of like a cute little face so she can kind of get away with saying these bitchy things and it's just like cute and funny. 
So they have everyone, they're in the limo, they go to like some nature place and like everyone's parents all meet them there and they just take a bunch of pictures, you know, like what you do pre-prom. Elsie gets her picture taken with Steven and I think it's like, they try to make it like dramatic, like, well, I'm going to get my picture taken with Steven, like Kristen isn't going to like it, but whatever, it's fine. So they do take a group shot and they kind of like, this is one of the, the like group shot of everyone in their prom dresses is the picture that like is one of the images that they have in the main theme that happens at every episode so you see everyone in their prom dresses I want to go through and do a little impromptu fashion police and critique the shit out of what everyone is wearing all right I know it's 2004 but I feel like I feel like prom style dresses were a thing but like no one's wearing what I would call a prom dress to me like a prom dress I mean, we definitely had some people who wore like shorter dresses, but it was like always like a satiny, like a more formal looking material. Um, everyone's wearing just like these short mini dresses, except for Morgan. Hers is like a midi, like hits her knee, but everyone others is like mid thigh. Um, it's like one of those just like stretchy fabrics that has kind of like the ruching and stuff. So like Lauren is wearing like a red one and you know everyone has spaghetti straps like super 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 thin spaghetti straps and like just like yeah a short red dress with like some ruffles and ruching um Lowe's is like you know that short light blue kind of polka dotty pattern with like a weird asymmetrical ruching skirt Christina's is like this white umpire umpire empire I don't know how you're actually supposed to say that word ump empire I'm gonna say empire sorry like drag me if you want but uh she's wearing like an empire waist um again and it's short like so it looks dumb and it kind of looks like a maternity dress and then Kristen's is green but it's basically the exact same dress that Lauren has but it's just green it's like no one looks promy it's just they all look kind of clubby and then low kind of looks like she's going out to like you know, like dinner at a seaside restaurant. It's like a little bit casual because she has her spaghetti straps on. So, you know, she doesn't have like a longer sleeve. It's not very formal. But yeah, they don't look super, super prommy. All the, the guys look fine. Like they're wearing tuxes and they look pretty cute. Except, I mean, I shouldn't say except because, you know, he like has a, at least he has some kind of unique sense of style. But like Trey's uh, like shirt that he's wearing with his prom tux is camo. And I just really hate camo as a pattern in general. So it's dumb they all go to prom it just shows them like going in and like going into prom there's like a few shots of like the dark crowd like dancing and there are like stills of just like photos of them like hanging out at prom and dancing in the crowd kind of spliced in I guess like MTV couldn't really like film like all of prom since there were like a bunch of students there um so yeah it's just like you know it's probably like a minute just throwaway scene of them dancing um, and then after prom everyone's like back in the limo everyone is so drunk and it's really funny um Lo took this guy Mike to prom he's so drunk he's like passing out in the limo at one point he like goes over he like stumbles over to the door and like pukes out the door and it's kind of gross uh Steven's wearing this like flapper headband with like a fake like cardboard peacock feather kind of thing but he's wearing it upside down so the peacock feather is like flopping in his face it's really funny like everyone's super super drunk and they all like have that gross like I'm sweaty and I feel awful kind of drunk like glazed look to them. I no one I don't think anyone at my prom was drunk maybe they were I'm sure there were people who pre-gamed prom and like came drunk but like our prom was like super strict about that like anyone who like you got searched on your way in like for both of my proms and they were in two different locations too. 
like you got searched on your way in like if you had a bag or stuff like you couldn't have obviously like a flask or mini bottles or stuff and if you smelled like alcohol or if you like seemed like you were visibly drunk or tipsy like they wouldn't let you into prom so like no one came and like spiked the punch bowl or anything and I mean there was like an after prom party that was actually my my first alcohol like my first sip of illicit alcohol was at after prom my junior year I had a rum and coke um with spiced rum it was fucking disgusting that's when I learned that I don't like rum I just like assumed that I would I thought it would taste like coconuts I I did drink a little bit of Malibu like later on in my college time I had some Malibu coconut rum but I do not like like the gold spiced rum I ugh, it's so gross and I thought I got drunk but I upon further reflection I really don't think I was drunk I had like maybe one maybe like two rum and cokes that were probably pretty weak so yeah I didn't get drunk at prom I definitely didn't I definitely didn't get drunk at prom and I it could be argued that potentially maybe I got a little tipsy after prom but not really and then my senior year, I was that girl. I was a, I was Kristen, and I went to a hotel with my boyfriend, who I'm now married to, so judge me if you want, bitches. <laughs> but yeah, so they're all drunk at pro- after prom. Uh, Kristen and Steven are, like, in the back of the limo, and they're, like, both talking about what she's going to do next year. She's like, well, I don't, we're not going to be together, so I'm not going to take you. He's like, well, if you actually cared like you said you did and we were together, I would go with you. And it's just, like, kind of funny. Um, but like what's hilarious is there's like a car phone in the back of the limo so she keeps like picking it up and like putting it to her face as if she's like talking to someone but she's just like having a conversation with Steven who's right sitting right next to her um, and so he, she's like picking up the car phone and putting it to her face and then she like puts it to the other side she's like this isn't working <laughs> um, and then they start to make out and like you see a shot of Lauren and she just starts to pouch like oh they're making out in front of me so whatever they they get out they like pull up to the hotel and the two lovebirds get out um and then like the rest of the people kind of start talking about how this was their last prom and this like kind of might be the last time that like like they see each other and like get to know each other and I was just like wait till college graduation kids you think you're sad now about leaving your high school friends like ugh, college graduation was so sad and we also get like a shot of like Steven and Kristen going into their hotel room which just looks awful it looks so gross they have one of those like it's like the comforters that are on the bed that have that kind of like scratchy material like that makes that noise if like you rub your hand over it um and like the art is really bad and believe me I know good hotel art because that's what I do for a living so they have really bad hotel art yeah it's awful and I just wanted to point that out there's also like shots of them like making out in their hotel bathroom and I'm just like when is production gonna leave it's not like they're in the tub like having a romantic bath and like making out having a sensual moment or anything but they are just like standing like in the entrance to the hotel bathroom and like making out with one another and I was like when is the MTV camera gonna go and like at what point like does Steven like be like okay leave now (laughs) or are they like okay bye guys we're gonna just leave you to it um enjoy (laughs) so anyway it's it's really funny and then, yeah, it just, like, kind of ends with, like, Lo and Lauren are the last ones in the limo. And they're just kind of talking. They mention that, like, Lo made out with Talon. And they laugh. And then they, like, have – it looks like they have whiskey. Like, they have, like, or scotch glasses with, like, you know, like, a tiny little bit of, like, scotch or whiskey. But that just sounds – I mean, I hate – I'm, like, biased because I hate whiskey and scotch. I think it's really gross. Um, but I was like, oof. I don't I can't imagine 18 year old girls like wanting to drink whiskey like in their limo like in I don't know just being all classy or whatever after prom but 
they clink and they drink <laughs> oh that rhymed I didn't I wasn't trying to rhyme yeah they like clink glasses and they like down their whiskey or whatever and yeah that's it that's the last scene and the credits start to roll we get a little coming up they're gonna go camping um it's implied that they get attacked by a bear they don't actually get attacked by a bear Stephen brings a bear suit and like charges at the girls I don't think I don't know it's probably like a production idea for them to like actually have something interesting in their episode so that's it that's the end of episode seven that's the end of the senior prom for the Laguna Beach high schoolers class of 2004 of course I did a where are they now for everyone I don't want to go too too much in depth for like Elsie and like the other uh people who show up later on in the hills because I do want to do the hills later on even if I did think that this episode was pretty freaking boring um so we'll just start with Lauren Conrad she in you know this kind of is established at the end of the season but she you know goes to college in San Francisco for like one month and then she doesn't like it so she moves back home and she goes to LA um and so that's where the hills picks up is her being in LA she so during the the run of the hills she attends the fashion institute fashion institute of design and merchandising um and she works at teen vogue and the PR firm people's revolution after leaving the hills she's published a couple of novels she has some fashion lines the one that I was familiar with was Elsie Lauren Conrad um and yeah now she's married to a former musician named William Tell and she has a son named Liam apparently MTV is filming a revival of the hills like this year like right now I guess but she actually declined to participate because she just like isn't in that stage of her life anymore I don't know like I feel like she wasn't she kind of like the point of the hills like I know she was like the main character although she's really boring so I'm interested to see like what that would be like I'll you know I'll try to watch a few seasons of the hills and go over it for this uh podcast and then when the revival comes out I'll like watch that maybe and see how it compares um so yeah there's Lo Bosworth uh she's also featured on the hills a little bit she attended UC Santa Barbara for a little bit and then she transferred to UCLA um she got her bachelor's and graduated in 2008 um she funded a lifestyle or she yeah founded not funded I guess she funded it also if she bought the domain name she founded the lifestyle website the lowdown um and she also published a book of the same name in 2011 um she had a brief lived party supply company called Revelry House which started in 2013 and ended in 2014 um, and now she has this like lifestyle branding company called Love Wellness um it's like I guess the company is associated like it's hosted on the website thelowdown.com it seems like similar to Goop or like whatever Blake Lively's lifestyle thing is like there was an article on vegan face masks or something from like what I browsed it's fine Kristen Cavallari she was uh the main character she was like the LC of season two of Laguna Beach so she narrates it and everything she also joined the cast of the hills in season five after Lauren Conrad left um so she's done some additional reality tv and like also scripted tv uh she did Dancing with the Stars she was in CSI New York she also was in it was like a direct-to-dvd show so or movie so isn't I mean it's impressive I don't have any direct-to-dvd anything I'm I'm not an actress I want to be if anyone wants to cast me in something that'd be fine but so she was also in the direct-to-dvd movie National Lampoon's Van Wilder colon freshman year I've never seen it it might be good she was in that movie that's cool um actually she had her own reality tv show premiere last year called Very Cavallari uh she currently lives in Nashville Tennessee with her husband Jay Cutler and three kids Jay is in an NFL player I don't know if he's a former or current NFL player but he plays football um she's also written a cookbook she has a fashion and lifestyle brand like all of these women do now um so 
Stephen Coletti. So Stephen went to San Francisco State University for a year before he also moved to L.A. Um, he was like on one episode of The Hills. He was a MTV VJ for TRL for a while. Um, yeah, he's kind of had a semi-successful acting. I mean, you know, he's working, so he, he does stuff. He, he's an actor. Um, he was on One Tree Hill in a reoccurring role. He um, was in a Taylor Swift music video. He has, uh, I couldn't tell, like some places seem to refer to it as like a movie and other places refer to it as a series, but this comedy series called Everyone is Doing Great. So yeah, and that's like supposedly came out pretty recently. So he's doing pretty well. Um, he's acting. Uh, Trey Phillips, he, for all the shit that I talk about his fashion, it paid off. He designed for Vera Wang. So, you know, you can talk shit, but if someone backs it up, then good on them. So Morgan, even though she apparently didn't get into BYU, I guess she has a dad or someone who can pull some strings because she graduated from BYU in 2008. Um, she's married to some Mormon guy. She has some kids. She founded Minnow Swim, which is a children's swimwear label. It's kind of interesting how many people like from Laguna Beach went on to be involved in fashion in some way or another. Just like something kind of weird. Christina, she did, she, at the end of the season, she was like, oh, I was going to go to college, but um, I decided to move to LA to pursue acting, and I'm going to take acting voice and dancing lessons, like, once or three times a week, and I'm going to be an actress. I have a, I'm going to get a, a manager and an agent, and, like, she obviously has connections because her dad is that, like, super mega pastor. Oh, 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 and I didn't even talk about this, man. I really wanted to recap the episode where Christina and Morgan go to New York City for their spring break because, I guess, again, I think her family or, like, maybe even MTV pulled some strings and they were able to get her an audition for, like, this casting director for Broadway. And she was auditioning for, like, something that was either going to be in Rent, Wicked, or Hairspray. And she sings and, like, shows her singing. And she is so so bad like really bad she just ooh, she she's like very pitchy and like she does that thing now I'm I'm I can admit that I'm like not a good singer I definitely cannot sing um I've tried to learn and I'm like not very good at it and that's fine I I admit that that's like a shortcoming of mine not everyone's great at everything so but she thinks she's really good but she does that thing where it's like someone tries like the song or whatever calls for a high note but they can't they know that they can't hit it so they kind of just like break the note in half anyway and go like lower do you know what I'm talking about like this is a very untechnical explanation because I really don't know music very well but it's like something that people I feel like they subconsciously do when they know that they like can't hit a high note and they kind of just like swallow the note instead she definitely does that and I like definitely saw that and I was like yeah you're not getting on Broadway you can't even belt anyway yeah, she didn't become an actress. She is married with kids. She's living in Laguna Beach and she's a certified fitness instructor. Nothing wrong with that. Do what you need to do. But she did not. It's kind of funny because like, she was the only one who was like, this is what I'm, I'm dedicating myself to doing. And she's kind of like the one of the only people who didn't have some sort of additional acting opportunity or whatever in some to some degree in after Laguna Beach. So that was kind of funny. I don't know, maybe not funny. Maybe that's kind of a mean thing to say, but that was kind of interesting, I guess. And then Talon, just because I guess he's the only other, like, main character who was on the credits at the beginning. Um, he went on to date Kimberly Stewart, Nicole Scherzinger. Is that how you pronounce her name? Like, from the Pussycat Dolls? Um, and Lindsay Lohan. Um, and, yeah, he's just, he's married. He has a kid. He works in marketing. So, whatever. So, yeah, that's Laguna Beach. Um, would I recommend a revisit for you? 
I would say that if you were really into Laguna Beach, like growing up and you watched this like as it was airing, maybe the nostalgia factor is enough to make it like good and rewatchable. But I personally just wasn't interested in interested in (laughs) I just wasn't interested in it um yeah I just found it boring there wasn't really anything that pulled me in when I was younger I was just like I don't really want to watch these people who are like older and richer than me like living the best life and now like as someone who's older than the castmates of Laguna Beach I'm kind of like I don't want to watch these people who are younger and richer than me like living the best life um so it's it doesn't do anything for me if you weren't interested in Laguna Beach as it was airing like if you saw it and you were aware of it and you actively chose like "Eh, I don't think it's for me I don't think it's worth it to come back to it now but if you were super super into it I can definitely imagine that coming back to it would just be like you know it's like coming back to anything from your childhood or like adolescent years it's comforting it's nice I don't care about it though. Uh, it's most for the most part, it come it comes off as pretty fake. Um, the characters are mostly kind of boring or annoying. I didn't really connect with anyone. Um, I am gonna watch The Hills just because I think that it uh, is a significant reality show in like our zeitgeist, um, and I really want to touch on all of those, like the ones that are you know important to American TV and American culture. So I will hit that one, um, and I just really hope that it's more interesting. I think that some of the characters in the hills that I like know of just tangentially from being alive and like into pop culture at the same time as when it was airing what from what I know of them I do think that the hills should be more interesting like I know like Heidi and Spencer are like super weird that's it okay my like my entire hope for the hills like lies on Heidi and Spencer's back so hopefully they deliver that about wraps it up for episode five and I'd like to thank you all again so much for joining me you can find me on Facebook at Snapback to Reality Podcast and on Instagram at Snapback Podcast. You can send me a message there or to my email at snapbackpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, just tell me like what was your prom experience like? Did you get a promposal? What do you think? Did you get drunk at prom? Like I want to know. Um, and if you like this podcast, please share it with a friend or give it a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Until next time, bye!